one bros, speedrunners, noobs, and leets, welcome once again to the Idiot Gamer Podcast. Welcome, lads, back for episode 21 of the Idiot Game Podcast. It has been a while. That's your fault. Yeah, it's totally my fault. Because you, you built this new studio for us. Yeah, so. if you can call it a studio. We're in my new room, spare room. I've already found a problem. Is the problem that you buried Andy in the old studio? Uh, yeah, we've got no idea where Andy is. No, I, th- I think... In fact, I think he's recording a rival podcast this very evening. Oh, well, which come is, on. Yeah, it is disgraceful, Unbelievable. John. We, we can't have that. Well, so if you ever see a <laughs> podcast called Tin of Ginger Biscuits, do ginger not biscuits. listen to it. And one star on, on Apple Music yeah, or whatever you, it is. You absolutely should listen to it. It's very funny. It is Those funny. are the dulcet tones of Mr. Jonathan Scott joining us on the pod. It's a pleasure Hello. to have you. Yeah, Hello, right. first, John. First time. First time on the first Game Pod. Yeah, uh, no, I believe on the first one, John appeared at the door and abused <laughs> me for my Greencast. Uh, when we were doing the really, really long Ultimate Consoles it was episode. A, it was a bit less... It was a bit more amateur. It was two two hours forty five minutes. It was done in my living room. We uh, in my kitchen. We've come a long way, fellas. Yeah. And that's of course is Matt Angel Hello. on the other side of the table. So uh, this is the least planned podcast in the history of Idiot Gamer Podcast because uh, I just felt like we haven't done one for ages, and it's the first time that the setup has actually been here yeah. and ready to be used, which is amazing. Uh, but I don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, Which I've, is an issue, I've I suppose. Got, I've got a few things yeah, we can talk about. Be, we'll find some stuff to talk yeah. about. So the first issue I've got, squeaky chair. <laughs> so we've got to deal with that one. That's, I like that, that. That, that, that. We should know. get it its own mic, because that's probably the most sense that anyone's made. You set up a Twitter time. account for the squeaky chair. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that those three LED lights, all three of them are pointed directly in my face. <laughs> I, I it's, like, it's like being on stage. It's no, horrible. I was thinking more like we got him in a gulag and we're trying to make him speak. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't like that at all. Uh, well, when <laughs> we, we go, I, I pressed record before I thought about it. It's fine. Well, do you want me to go turn them off? We can, we can be a little bit. Amatory. We could, we could be in the. Can we be in the dark? That yeah. would actually be better. I'm fine. Do you I'm want fine. to pop? Do you want okay. Pop and switch them but off. Bear in mind, it is going to feel a bit like mood lighting. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fine. John's going to pop them off there. Come While he's doing that, I'm gonna have a little drink of uh, drink of drink. You know, other podcasts would. Oh, have it's, really, it's really dark. That's fine. I can't see you glaring at me for my opinions. Now, it's so really it's dark. John's twisted the bulbs. John, you're a ledge, mate. Oh, he's gonna burn himself. That is. To- is oh, good. that's so I, much better. I was gonna say that was gonna be the first idiot gamer podcast injury. <laughs> there was that time you fell off your bike. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah so that, only, that all happens. Yeah. Only slightly singed my fingers. So <laughs> well, not, well done. It's not too. So bad. the day today will start with what we've been playing because just about 10 minutes ago we finished our very first game of lords of Waterdeep. it was excellent yeah very good uh so tell us a bit about that it's a it's a dnd made uh tabletop yeah, game it's, it's what's termed a modern classic it's 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 the game that brought uh worker placement so worker placement is where you get a lot of workers and you can just use one action per turn yeah and you can block other people out of actions it's it's the most um, probably it's the most elegant version of these because there are a lot of other ones out there, but they always have a little bit of complexity to them or they don't work as yeah. well. This one is very simple, but it's also very, very nice. To, like, I mean, we came to this fresh and I found after basically one turn, I understood the game, hmm. which is not always the case with these. No, abs- you know? absolutely. I mean, 
various times you play you play a game like that and you get to the end of the game without still yeah, completely really knowing why you've done it yeah. i mean the first two times we played eclipse we made a lot of mistakes. I mean, at one point, I made a mistake on clips that I realised I hadn't been moving my fucking counter every turn for the whole uh, game. What I'd point out is that that your first mistake was playing Eclipse because it is one of the <laughs> dullest things I've ever done. I enjoyed it once we kind of understood what we were doing. I'm sure there are better versions of that type well, of thing out there. I mean, this was yes not dissimilar, no. actually, to Eclipse, really, because it works in the same way as that you, you, know, you need to get resources to achieve yeah, tasks yeah, yeah. and you put mm. your fellas out and you do mm. that thing. But I like those games that have a certain level of depth that allows you to ch- sort of pick a lane and then choose which way yeah, you're going to make your money. Um, because we all kind of did things slightly differently this time. But I think that was the thing that I liked about Eclipse is that you could do it completely differently. Like yeah. You could all be doing totally different actions to try and get your points. So there's there's another one that we need to play at some point called yeah. Caverna, which is a version of Agricola. So Agricola is a, is a sort of worker placement game where you're uh, doing farming and stuff. So you can either like raise animals or you can plant. Oh, literal things. farming. Yeah, nice. Uh, Caverna simplified it and made it slightly better, um, but it's it's just a lovely game because nice. you, you can just sit there for an evening and everyone can go a different route or yeah. you can compete routes with other people. It's it's really really nice. Well, I so. love Lords of Waterdeep very much in fact to be fair most games that you've brought to us Matt tabletop games I have enjoyed I I own a lot of terrible games I rarely bring terrible games for other people to play that's the thing and another shout out to Matt here while we're talking board games he arrived today with a brand new fresh sealed copy of Fury of Dracula for me which is not an easy to get hold of game uh, I did buy it many many months ago because I <laughs> trashed your copy of it well that we had one rather <laughs> drunken game of uh, Fury of Dracula yeah. in my garden I a got year or very so ago. excited when I thought I knew where you were and spilt my beer all over the board. You didn't, though. Because oh, yeah. I, 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 I nailed that game. It was brilliant. Yeah. The, the thing I love about Fury of Dracula, while we're talking about board games, mm. is the way that game is designed is so clever that the game is almost always won at the pivotal point where either side can win. Mm. Yeah. So there's one turn where the chasers are thinking, we fucking got him here, and that's always the turn that Dracula manages to yeah, escape. Yeah, yeah. It's really, the balance is perfect. I, think, really I think we cornered you in Italy at one point and then you just flew away and we were like well we've got no idea where you are now <laughs> so, even a, yeah go on John. so I haven't I don't think I've played this game or maybe I have you, I remember. you were literally playing that you game when I trashed his copy there yeah. you go there yeah. you go I was there yeah okay. but uh, it, it, it reminds me of a game that I played when I was a kid called I think it was called Mr X or something yes. like that uh, there's, there's different Scotland Yard Scotland Yard, yeah. Scotland Yard yeah. that's it that's I love those hidden games of, yeah. because you, when you play it, the hidden guy, it's a totally different game to when you play as a chaser. And I think there's a certain like satisfaction of of, not, of people not knowing where you are. Yeah. So when you get to play as a hidden character, it is really good. I, I prefer being the person who's chasing because I get really, really nervous. Yeah, you can get quite nervous being Dracula in and that game. I'm not that good. I haven't got a good poker face. Yeah. So if someone's getting close, I will start sweating. I will start... Yeah. <laughs> That's the challenge and that's why that game is great because you're one person against three mm. and there's a lot to do on the board and a lot to understand and so as Dracula you you do feel a bit of pressure because you're like 
did I do the thing? Because you can't get on a meeting to ask. Like yeah. in a regular game, yeah. you'd ask somebody or say, but you can't say anything. Because yeah. as mm-hmm. soon as you say, should I have yeah. uh, placed the thing? They go, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely right there. Yes, if I was. <laughs> yeah, if I were to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I do love that. But I'm excited because I've just moved to a new house. Yeah. So we've got the new podcast set, which I think you'll agree is better. There's more space. We could even fit a fourth man. Uh, now. I, I managed to get the chair working, which well I, I realised it's the good. same chair as before. It is the same chair. I haven't tried to sit upside down on it yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the chairs working. It's a little bit, uh, the sound's probably a little bit better, but I can do stuff in here, John. Look at my setup. It's like uh-huh. a fucking Starship yeah. Enterprise. It's, it's fancy. Lo- lots of buttons. It is good. I've got loads of buttons. So that's good. But also, I'm going to have a new kitchen with a table oh, so we lovely. can do more tabletop yes. gaming. Yeah. I have many games and no space to play. There we so go. you've got the space. So and it's, it's more content for the pod. It really is. Because <laughs> no, none of us have been playing any new videos. Except maybe we have, I've been playing Matt. a lot. Yeah. You have been playing a ridiculous amount of video games. I have. Including stuff I've never heard of. Such as? Tell me about the one that you sent me the other day, TF. Oh, TFT. TFT. So uh, there's a bit of an addiction going on with oh, myself, but also with the wider gaming community at the moment, which is in uh, Auto Chess. And now I'm saying Auto Chess. Auto Chess was actually the original game that did this. So right. it was a Dota uh, mod. Okay. In the same way that Dota was originally a mod of Warcraft. Right. Um, but effectively, you get units and they'll have a different species almost or clan and they'll also have a different type so you might get for example um let's say a a demon assassin right if you get multiple demons you get a special ability so if you've got three how is this chess it's not really it's basically on (laughs) well it was done like that because it was on a chess board effectively but there's all these different versions coming out now there's a league of legends one which is tft which is the best one that's been done by a mile so far um i think uh dota obviously had it and it's now broken away it's got a mobile version all this sort of stuff and then all all of the games are coming out with their own auto chess so is this a turn-based thing uh so what you do is you all like you know you effectively there's eight other players and every round you will fight one of these players based on what they've got and what you've got and okay. the the fighting is automated you just put the units out there and it it it's it's really difficult to explain but it's basically um all of the hearthstone streamers have moved over to different versions okay. of auto chess like hearthstone is dying because of this in oh, terms wow. of it um not all of them obviously. so it must have a similar feel like gaming it, yeah, to hearthstone it, it's it it feels to me more like a set collection game or a, a it feels more like a board game. It's more like okay. uh Dominion or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deck builder, you're you're making your army, you've only got a set number of, of units. It's it's really, really fun. Nice. Um and I really like it. It's it it's never gonna be my favourite game, but it's it's a good way to pass the time. Have you stopped playing Hearthstone then? I haven't played Hearthstone since I said I wouldn't play yeah. Hearthstone last time. I, <laughs> I was putting a lot of money into that. I didn't feel good about that. In yeah. terms of, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it, but it was very much pay to win at, at certain. Yes. In terms of, if you wanted the best cards, you had to spend a lot of money to hopefully get them or to, to you know, um, craft them. And I'm, I've started to feel more and more uncomfortable with paying, regardless of whether it's free to play or anything like that, yeah. paying for um, effectively content that makes the game fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm still not entirely comfortable with things like you know um, skins and things like that. But 
I'm even less comfortable with when it's content for the game, unless yes. it's DLC. I, I've ranted about DLC before, but I don't actually mind DLC if it's adding a lot of additional content. Mm. But what it shouldn't be do- doing is adding content that should be in the game already. Yeah. 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 So in the, time, in the time that we've been away, I guess, video games, the whole video game world has become worse. In the um, in the two months or something that we have done a podcast for, everything's gone to shit. Yeah, it's it's not a pleasant place to be. Well, it is because there are pleasant games out there. I, I can yeah. think of several like very very good ones, but there's a lot of controversy. Some of which is like you know legit, legit legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other ones is very much um, a follow the leader sort of mechanic where someone gets annoyed about something, so everyone thinks they should be annoyed about something. Yes. Oh, talking of which. Before we get on to him, because we're because we're we're basically about to talk about Randy Pitchford. Oh, are we? Before before I, we before, I wasn't. I was going to talk about Maud Howe, but <laughs> before we talk about Randy Pitchford and his wonderful ways, let's talk about some of the good stuff that okay. he did, which was bringing us Borderlands, yes, and Borderlands Two, and the fact that we've all been playing Borderlands Two since it came out for free on PlayStation yes. Plus in June, mm-hmm. and a lovely old time. Are you having a lovely time? Because when you oh, first played yeah. it, you weren't sure. No, I there was a bunch of shit I really didn't like about it to begin with. But part of that was the fact that it is how old is it, John? Twenty twelve. Yeah, it so it's, it's a fairly old game. Yeah, and so I think coming to it late, it feels old, right? So I had that issue with it to begin with. There were a few UI things I really didn't like. Uh, but once I understood the loop a little bit better mm. and worked out what was going on. I was having a very good time. And the one thing that they nailed, considering it's a game from, you know, seven years ago, yeah. was the drop-in, drop-out multiplayer was amazing. Yeah. And so we were playing. Sometimes I'd play with, with you, Mel. Sometimes I'd play with John. Sometimes I'd play with Scruff. And we were just dropping into each other's games yeah. willy-nilly with no trouble whatsoever. Absolutely. And the game's really doing a good job of balancing mm-hmm. it up. And helping like the lower ranked players really giving them a bit of a boost yeah when they play with higher level players you and can't getting them be to rank too up far quickly ahead, away though you can't work no with you like can't be like level four and level 25 or, or whatever but yeah it's um it's good yeah it's i loved it when I, I first played it i haven't played much of two since uh the re-release but yeah. i loved it when it first came out and i was i'm still very excited for three i think it'll be a great experience and I think that's one really good thing that Sony have done and Gearbox with making that game free in June of this year is they've got everybody super excited for Borderlands 3. Of course, yeah. Because now everyone, like we've all been playing it and we've all got it front of mind and we're thinking, shit, this would be great fun for all of us to play yeah. together from level one. Indeed. will be really, really good. Yeah, I completely agree. The one thing when's, that, when's it out? September the something? 11th? Yeah, September. Mm. The one thing you introduced to me, John, with mm. uh, with Borderlands, which did actually change the game, and I'm actually, it's a bit dodge, is the shift keys. Yes. T- tell, <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about the shift keys. Uh, so, uh, again, I don't know that much about it. Uh, Matt will probably correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I believe these were essentially codes that were released over the years that Borderlands 2 has existed. Yeah. Uh, and they were basically like promotional codes that allow you to go to a particular loot chest. Yeah. Uh, and you get a particularly, well, it's random, of course, but you could potentially get a very good weapon. Uh, Indeed. Or, or shield or, or whatever. Yeah. But coming to this game seven years after the release. Yeah. There's a shitload of shift codes. Oh, yeah. So you can basically <laughs> spend 10 minutes on a website yeah. and get 100 shift yeah. keys. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, they weren't ever 
like pay to win in terms of they were releasing these shift codes on Twitter. Like, yeah, well, it's a single player game at the yeah, end of the in, day, right? But so. you get the feeling that if it was Bungie, for example, doing it, it mm. would have been like, oh, buy, buy 10 shift keys yes, for, for sure. like $10 or something. But wait, was, wait, the wait, stuff that came out of the loot crate for the shift key was way better than anything I ever picked yeah, up anywhere yeah, else in the game. I, it was a bit, for me anyway, it was a bit hit and miss. I mean, it's it's always leveled to your character. So yeah. if, you're, if you're level five and you open the crates within two or three levels those weapons are probably not true of the rpg you know, is not not as good as um as anything else yeah. that you might pick up so they're very good at rewarding returning players as well when i bought the because mm. i actually bought the um the sort of one and two or the yeah. the the new pack that came out and uh it basically said because it told that I'd played it before, it just gave me a load of like you know the buffs you can buff your character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. went, yeah, have a hundred and twenty of these. That's pretty cool. And it's nice. um, for for a company where their CEO is a massive douche. Um, they made some good games. They've made some good games, but also some good approaches to to yes. games. So well. Randy Pitchford likes to reward himself. Obviously, uh, allegedly, uh, allegedly, and managed <laughs> to subject to yeah, uh, and managed to uh, managed to shift himself several million dollars out of the gearbox account allegedly. Yeah, uh, um, and that was just one of his many many transgressions. Well, over we, the last we've few discussed years. his um, his hard drive turning we, up. We in did talk about times. the USB stick. Yeah, um, yeah we we it's entertainment. Yeah. It's not pornography, it's just entertainment. It was, it was a lady <laughs> I mean, doing it's magic. Somewhat, it's so, so amazing. Yeah. It's almost like magic, John. Um, but there were there were other things, like he got into a fight with the original Claptrap voice actor. Um, who was like, not a voice actor, who was a member of staff yeah. doing it for free, and basically. Turned out he, seriously, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. That's amazing. Turns out he wanted paying for it. Um, they've also um, got some voice actors, well, one particular voice actor on the new game, who... Yeah. Um, whilst nothing has been proven, has been accused of sexual um, misconduct, shall right. we say. It, it sounds like the whole place is run like an absolute fucking shit it show, is, yeah. to be but fair. all roads lead back to Randy Pitchford. Yes. So this guy, right, the guy who voiced the original Claptrap, I'm dancing, I'm dancing. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's, <laughs> not, amazing. The job. it's not amazing, is Can it? Can you do it for free? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I heard I heard that three, obviously, the... the Clap trap was Actors. a different fella. Yeah, it's a different yeah. guy. Sounds but different. I didn't, yeah, I well, didn't realize. On the well, apparently, he does a very good uh, clap, ta- uh, clap trap impression. It's me. It is. I've got, oh, I've got cool. the gig. Yeah. That's why you can afford this uh, <laughs> lovely new gaff. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he can't because they don't pay yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they, So this guy, right, and, and it sounds on the surface like a fairly nice thing, because what they did was if they were doing small bits of voice acting, they would ask members of staff to do them because it's like fun. The, the members of staff get to be in the game. And it's quite yeah, it's, it includes the staff. Yeah, in the, exactly. Yeah. And okay. it's quite cool because they enough. get their voice on the final product. Yeah. Um, and they did that. And I think when the, if, if you're a small company, you can imagine that would be quite a cool, fun thing to do for everybody. Sure. But as, uh, as obviously the company got bigger, this became more of a thing. And then staff would realise that actually, for some roles, they're paying these guys shitloads of money to be voice actors, you know? Uh, and so this fella, who had voice claptrap originally as part of his regular job with Gearbox, had subsequently left the company for a totally different reason. But was then asked to come back to voice Claptrap for Borderlands Three for free. What? But I mean, that's ridiculous. He doesn't would... work for the company anymore. Uh, as well, he made very, he made that very point. He was like, "Well, I'm happy to do it, you know, uh, but I'd like to be paid. I'd like to be paid a rate that's commensurate with a voice actor who was doing that job." 
Obviously. Seems like a fair thing to. Yeah. to Randy Pitchford's defence on that was that he offered him a lot of money, and the guy still wanted more. Yeah. I, I, I don't know which one of those versions true, but mm. I know who I trust in that conversation yeah. most. <laughs> well, the story we didn't come out until the shit with Randy Pitchford came out, so it wasn't like this guy was running around looking for press. Somebody went to him and asked him about the situation, and that's what he said. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm know, assuming he's not a professional voice actor now? No, he's now, a developer. Or, yeah. or okay. he's a lead developer, no. I think. And yeah. um, there were accusations of Randy Pitchford actually physically assaulting. Yeah, so, um, so that's what happened. So basically, this story came out he said his thing then Pitchford came back and said oh that's bollocks we offered him loads of money mm. so then this guy was like if we're gonna get into a shit slinging match I'll sling some shit yeah uh, and then he said that uh, in a hotel after some event somewhere, they just had a disagreement and Pitchford basically fucking grabbed him, him and, and, and had him by the throat. Yeah. And some other member of staff verified the story. Yeah. Uh, so, And it all started painting this picture. So you had the medieval times peeing situation. <laughs> then you had the claptrap thing. And then you had this story of physical assault verified. And then after that, there was just a, it was a bit like the Me Too thing with yeah. old uh, Weinstein, right? There was then just a wave of yeah. people coming forward going, yeah, 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 Randy Pitchford is a dick. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of people had done that before, and he 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 somehow survives this every single time, and I yeah. I don't know how because you know I love Borderlands, I love Borderlands, to, well I love Borderlands two, and I love the pre sequel, but the man is an absolute liability in terms of a yeah. CEO. Yeah, it's crazy, but but you know the 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 problem I suppose from an ethical point of view is that they're about to release a really good game that everyone's excited about. And, of course, at that point, everyone would fucking forget <laughs> about mm. all of this stuff and play Borderlands yeah. 3 and have a grand old because time. as soon as any dodgy stories come out, Pitchford will just throw a load of shift codes onto Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what will happen. Yeah. And, and it's weird. He's going to shift his way out of this one. The yeah. number of times that it was him putting the shift codes out, it was astonishing. So, yeah, yeah we well, there you go. It's a bit of the old Pitchford. Yes. Um, and you know he's not alone in the group of complete assholes in video games. Which way are we going to go? With I this? don't know. You you tell me. Well, well, I'll I'll give you three names and you can decide what you want to go with. Um, okay. So we've got EA. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've got G two A. Oh yeah. And we have Mordhow. Let's talk about EA uh, for a bit because they are sort of now so evil. Yeah. That they're known more for being evil than they are for making video games. They're, they're one step away from owning a like a, 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 a like island shaped like a skull yeah. and, and having their own personal helicopter that fires nukes and stuff. So I think that the British government was looking into uh, the legality of randomised loot boxes uh, based on what had happened in Belgium, and there was a committee taking place in London where some British politicians were talking to members of EA senior management about loot boxes, right? And this was the first time because EA themselves calls them loot boxes. They call them loot boxes for Star Wars. They call them mm. loot boxes for FIFA coin packs. Which is weird because they don't have any loot in them. No, true. The but, but that's become synonymous with the idea of randomised gambling mechanics, right? Yeah. Loot boxes. Absolutely. So they're in this meeting and then the, the politician guy says, so could you explain to us a little bit about how uh, your loot boxes work? And this woman, who I guess was like senior VP of PR or whatever yeah. for EA... Uh, if she's senior VP of, I know, it's crazy. of PR, then then I'm sorry, but they need to get their interviewers sacked. So she 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 said, "Oh, I'll stop you there. Uh, we don't call them loot boxes." And the guy the, the guy was actually pretty good because he goes, "Well, whatever you call them," <laughs> which was great. <laughs> yeah. and, and she said, uh, "We call them uh, surprise mechanics." Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so now they're trying to rebrand. So they have created a toxic thing, which they acknowledge is now toxic, and they're trying to rebrand. It's like, you don't get yeah. to fucking rebrand your shit thing. Mm. But also, it's like, surprise, all your money's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> surprise, you can't feed yourself this week. Yeah, surprise mechanics. So that is... So when you go to FIFA and you try and buy a pack... And that pack has a 0.14 chance of giving you a player above 90 or whatever. That's a surprise mechanic, yeah. apparently. Um, yeah. Um, there was the story out this week, well, this past week, where uh, a group of four children empties their parents' bank yeah. account because they effectively watched the way that their uh, their parents had paid, like when they bought them a couple of packs. Yeah. They were trying to get Lionel Messi. And effectively, like, yeah, cleared their entire bank account out. Now, the dad came out and said... 650 quid in less than a month, I think. Um, Mm. Yeah, and and the dad held his hands up and said, look, I didn't put any restraints on this. You know, I didn't expect my kids to defraud me. Um, But at the same point, like, what sort of video game that you've spent, like, 40 quid on? Yeah. Are you then able to do this? And... And he's, he's got a massive point. Yes, normally I'm, I'm on the side of the, oh, well, you know, the parents should be monitoring. Yeah, they the need a certain amount of responsibility, but... but like for that to actually, I mean, granted, their kids are clearly like little fraudsters, but, um, <laughs> but they were after Lionel Messi. They didn't understand that he was no. spending real money, no, right? Because these kids, all. I think, were ten, right, yeah. or just under ten, so yeah. they weren't old enough. To, they saw him do it and was like, "Oh, that's how he got that." Oh, pack. he's got that password. They didn't realise that there was money associated to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and so, but the thing, the thing that with FIFA especially, because I enjoy Ultimate Team, like, I like the game. But the problem is that the game is the loot boxes now. Well, it's the same with same you know? with um, Hearthstone. Like, yeah. In terms, of, in order to enjoy that game, yeah, you need totally. to spend the money because the balance is so wrong. Like you can play the game for hours and earn a tiny amount that gets you one tiny loot box, and it's yeah. not enough. So the game has become buy loot boxes if yeah, you want yeah. to succeed, even with the offline games, right? Which is fucked up. So anyway, so it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really really crazy. So I think. I'm hoping, right, that because there's all kinds of ways they can improve Ultimate Team and make it a really good game that's fun for people to play. But that's the point, is that the fun part is completely irrelevant to EA now. The game for them is how much money they can withdraw from each individual person yeah, who plays absolutely. their game. And that's why, like, Jim Sterling Recurrent. came up with this thing and said, fee to play. Yeah. So now you, 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 you have a free-to-play game that is fee to pay they, so you pay yeah. once to buy it and then you pay again <laughs> it, but, it, it would it would interest me to know how much ea actually earned from selling the game and how much they earn from loot boxes you, you talk about yourself i'm going to see if i can find it I, 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 um, i'd be surprised if there's a stat that that shows that because it, they it, probably it will be a shit ton of cash what what well, well, indeed and, and i suspect that they earn more money from the loot boxes than they yeah, do the, massively actually like, selling the game they could get away with giving that away free. Yeah. Without doubt. But yeah. they won't because it's it's another revenue revenue stream. Um it's 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 gonna get worse though. Mm. Because and we may get onto this again, we may not, but Google Stadia is gonna be expecting you to put down a subscription charge so that you can stream FIFA. You will have to pay EA to play FIFA and then pay microtransactions to get the things that you want in order to play FIFA. Mental. Luckily, it looks like Google Stadia has become a massive laughing stock and uh, very few people are going to be interested in it. So so EA make about $1.2 billion a year on microtransactions. 
650 million that is his ultimate team (laughs) and the remaining uh, ones the bit where they get people to pay to not have players retire in Madden (laughs) (laughs) quite possibly that is an extraordinary amount of money it's sickening to be honest isn't it Um, and a lot of that will be from people who cannot afford it yeah uh, I mean, I know I'm making a generalisation there, but a lot of people who get hooked into this sort of stuff cannot afford to do it. Yeah. Because they, they will have that addictive personality that means that it, that is not their only addiction. I, I, I don't really... I, it, it's frustrating that there are, you know, people that don't seem to think that it's gambling because it so obviously is. What worried me the most is I think the British Parliament were getting a lot of kudos for the way they were dealing with EA. Mm. And then I think it was the MP um, in charge of digital. Um, she came out and she's put the argument back quite significantly by saying that she doesn't actually think that it's it's a problem and it should be banned. And it's a shame because although she's a Tory, she's one of the more liberal Tories who mm. seems to like be a little bit more about her you know she's very like you know pro gay marriage all this sort of stuff but her approach to this has set that whole argument back and has made the parliament's the steps that parliament took look almost wasted the problem is people don't understand enough about it to be to make comment you know to make sensible comment but everyone wants to fucking comment yeah so yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a weird it's a very weird time. But anyway, so I think we can all try and make a pact. Like you've stopped doing Hearthstone, yeah. I've stopped doing Ultimate Team. John can stop his addiction to online poker, um, and we can all I we also, can all move on. I also refuse to buy that amazing Zenyatta skin that is on. It's Overwatch. great, it's but great. it's eight pound fifty. I'm not paying eight pound for a skin. I'm not paying anything for a skin anymore. I mean, that's a lot of money for a skin. Yeah, I'm not paying I mean, for any skins. The, the thing is, especially with with Overwatch, there is a certain part of me that thinks, "Well, I paid twenty nine ninety nine for that game three years ago, and I've played it like several times a week, every week for three years." Yeah, I'm on eight hundred and fifty hours. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! However, I stopped buying loot boxes a while ago because I started feeling that yes, giving them ten pound a month like was was worth it, but quite frankly, like. I, I don't feel comfortable with microtransactions no. anymore. Mm. Um, I'd be much happier with a SaaS model, right, whereby games like Ultimate Team or Overwatch no longer have like a FIFA 19, FIFA 18. It is just FIFA, Ultimate yeah. Team, and it's free. So I can go on the store, PlayStation, Switch, whatever, and I download FIFA Ultimate Team. And then each month I pay eight quid or whatever it happens to be to be able to keep playing the game and then the balance of the game is such that it drops me enough loot boxes to keep me interested and the same with overwatch i'd be quite happy and then the game gets updated right all the time to keep it fresh oh gee i'm spilling my beer uh i'd <laughs> you, be you have just got beer all down yourself you got so excited about oh, free ultimate team look, packs it hasn't, it hasn't touched me uh <laughs> your shaky hands from your loot box uh, yeah, addiction and, and and the same for overwatch like i'd be quite happy to pay a monthly strip for overwatch if it constantly gets updated new content goes in all that kind of stuff i'm not I'd because be i currently get that but I don't see why they have to... That's just Blizzard being really nice about things and releasing shitloads of content. Yeah, I guess so. And I can't imagine they're selling many loot boxes anymore because they're, like, 
the loot box drops are ninety five percent duplicates, yeah, right? No. So I can't imagine that many players no indeed are, are buying the loot boxes anymore. It, it will be during their event period that they yeah. see those, and and I've stopped yeah. even buying them during that because I've yes, got enough too. skins and things. But um, yeah, I I think these guys need to look at new models basically to try and change but, things. But up. to say that it like ultimate team is not gambling is ridiculous because mm. if you take yeah. if you take that payment and collection out of the game yeah there is no game that's exactly it i don't mind the mechanic the mechanic is absolutely mm. fine have it rare have it to be rare to get drops mm. but give me loads of packs yeah. you know and have the packs be a decent reward for the game the, the the thing that showed it off was in shadow of mordor or shadow of war whichever one it was mm. was that when they took out the loot boxes because of you know major uproar they had to rebalance the game yeah. because the game wasn't giving people enough boxes to get them to ever fucking Indeed. finish the thing. Yeah. So it's like, oh, so if I hadn't bought the loot boxes, I wouldn't have been able to finish the fucking game. But anyway, I must it just admit, proves that it's I look at Ultimate Team and just think you take that gambling mechanic out of it and it's it's not a game anymore. Um, it, it's exactly the same as horse racing. Like, what is the point of horse racing? No, I don't think so. Away? I think it would work because, well, the game itself is, is fun anyway, playing the football games. And if you got loads of pack drops, you would be encouraged to play the different games, different styles of tournaments, different things, because they yield pack drops Fair as a, as a yeah. reward. Yeah. So you would be like, oh, if I play this tournament, I'm going to get five packs. Cool. And then I might get a really good drop. And if I get a drop, I could do this and that. But in order to do that, they'd have to do two things. One is they would have to remove microtransactions yeah completely mm -hmm. and two they would have to remove the marketplace yes because the marketplace allows individuals to trade between each other Absurd. at which point ea takes a cut of every transaction that goes on so in that, the yeah that's the equivalent of when you claim your expenses if you got taxed on that money <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous like yeah yeah it's amazing so if you pulled if you pulled a really amazing card 100,000 point card, let's say, 100,000 coin card, you go on the thing and you sell it, I think they take 5%, so they would get 5,000 coins back into their pool uh, that the players don't get. That's ridiculous. It's mad, isn't it? It, it really is. Um, I, I, I let, let's ban this sick filth. Yeah. yeah. So, so, well, that was a real damning indictment of video <laughs> games. But it's that's, not going to get better, is it? <laughs> well, that is, the, that is the sad state of affairs that we're in, at which point that, you know, a video game podcast, people that like playing video games, is mostly talking about all the shit that's going on. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about some good games. Tell me another good game you've been playing, Matt. I've been playing a lot of good games, actually. This may surprise you. But, I'm not uh, surprised. Uh, I was a bit worried. I think I spoke to you, Sai, back in sort of June time and said... It's halfway through the year, and all the games that have come out this year have been rubbish. <laughs> um, I then picked up uh, Sekiro, oh, yeah. the uh, From Software, who yeah, always get a Yeah, this would generally be not acceptable in our, uh, on this podcast. You'd get one of those. Um, but, well, but you said you liked it, I, in it, inverted commas. Well, I was worried that it was going to get to the end of the year, and we'd get to our game of the year, and I'd have to put a From Software get game out. at the top of the list. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I, I'm, I'm st I haven't finished it. It's yeah, really, really hard, but I'm really enjoying it more than I've I've enjoyed any of the other like, okay. Dark Soulsborne games. Yes. Um but yeah, it's it's very entertaining and and it's very well done. I'm 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 going to go back to it. It's it's very good. But then, then Come a on. game came out. 
that has absolutely blown it out of the water. Oh, this um, is this is a Castlevania game, isn't it? This is not a Castlevania yeah. game, but it's very clearly a mm. Castlevania game. So this is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Nice. And it it's a full 10 out of 10 from me. It is absolutely astonishing. So I, for years, have wanted another main console Castlevania game. Um, Konami have effectively uh, dropped their trousers and urinated all over the franchise for the last few <laughs> years, um, apart from on Nintendo handheld consoles, which seem to have had a little bit of... What's, uh, is, the Netflix, is the Netflix series in any way connected to Konami, or no, is that a totally no, different no. license? They, they, because they, it is officially like they, Castlevania. They've effectively bought the license to do that. Oh, yeah, I see. It, okay. it, it's not a Konami production. So I thought it was very un-Konami. Well, if, if it was Konami, it would have been terrible. So, um, <laughs> but... This was effectively the original designer. He's gone in, like the guy who did Symphony of the Night, he's yeah. gone in and he's done a Kickstarter for it. Now, there, there's been a whole load of nonsense around, oh, it's going to go to Epic Store and stuff like I don't care. I was playing it on PlayStation. Shut your traps. Um, <laughs> but Shut your traps. It is effectively everything you would want out of a Castlevania game, a modern Castlevania game. Bit it metroid uh, it, it is very Castlevania-y, okay. so it's got that gothic feel to it. Yeah. It's, it's but gameplay style, game, ba- bouncing yeah. around. So, like attacking people with yeah, melee yeah. attacks and Getting stuff. Getting tons of new weapons. Yeah. Um, ridiculous enemies. Locked off areas that you need to get a new ability. Very much like Zelda should be. Lots of having um, to turn your back and the slashing people and turn back again. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Uh, you get in a two D. Yeah, jobby. yeah. It's it's got a like you know sort of dodge function and dodge, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, okay. it's but it is so so good. A little it's, bit of platforming. It a lot of plat. Well, okay. a lot of platforming, but it's not like you're missing jumps all the time. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's just everything that I've ever like. I was worried because I didn't think it could be as good as I wanted it to be. Mm. It is as good, maybe even better than I wanted it. Is to it available be. on the Nintendo Switch? It is. Is it? No, yeah. so be quite tempted. It by is literally like i i'm i'll be amazed if it gets through to december and this is not my game of the year and bearing in mind the games that are coming out towards the end of the year that is a big claim but at the moment i can't see anything toppling that for me crikey what have you been playing Jono? apart from not borderlands borderlands mainly i have played it a lot for the second time around a lot yeah you're, uh, you're a completist aren't you yeah i want to i want to do it i want to well i'd like to platter a bit yeah don't know if i will though it's quite a lot more to do. <laughs> is there still? Well, I've, I've completed the main game, but there is quite. But haven't you done all the side missions as well? Most of them. Hasn't got all the weapons. No. <laughs> yeah, like fourteen million. Yeah. To be honest, I haven't looked to see what what you need to get a platinum. But there were a lot of other trophies that I hadn't got. Uh, no, but I've also been playing the the prequel as well. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's the pre-sequel. It's the, the the pre-sequel. So sorry, where, where yeah. is that set then? What's what's the sitch? That is set between. Actually, no. Is no, it, it's, bef- it's before. It is before Board- Borderlands Two. Borderlands Two. Yeah. yeah. So, so Jack is actually a good handsome guy. Jack. Yeah. Is is a character in it, and he's oh, okay, a nice. kind of good guy. I, I, I mean, it's it's effectively okay. like the the Star Wars prequels, but good. Yeah. So, so it's it's I, the build up to to him nice. turning bad. Exactly. So I haven't finished it yet, but I get yeah. the feeling that essentially it's it's the path the path of Jack being from a, a, an asshole, a bit of a dick, to a tyrant. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, ex- exactly. Uh, but it's it's good fun. It's, it's very really it's very similar. Um, it, it made me laugh out loud. Yeah, many good. many times. I, I, I mean, again with the with Borderlands Two as well. Just the so many of the missions are just mm. brilliant yeah. and so funny. And the 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 NPCs are great that yeah, you yeah. that you meet and you do side missions for them. And uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Um, and I I didn't play the the pre sequel before. I think I only played Borderlands Two. Yeah first time around so i'm i'm quite enjoying it this time yeah I, I played one and did not like it at all when two came out i saw all the like critical darling of the yeah, thing yeah. And i left it for a while and then i saw a lot of stuff on twitter and i was like i'll try it and i loved it so mm, um, nice. yeah, i really enjoyed the pre-sequel when i played it i'm gonna have to get on to that I, i've been playing uh because my situation has not been easy for me to console games so i didn't mm. have a living room or anything mm-hmm. uh i haven't been playing much console stuff but i have been playing a lot of champ as as we would call it from the old days, or Football Manager nineteen, yeah, and I've realised once again how fucking brilliant it is, and it it's brilliant is. in such a weird way that game because it's all it's it's not the game that's brilliant at all. The game is incredibly simple. It's a big, you know, SQL database yeah. basically, uh, and you 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 buy and sell players obviously, and you manage your team, but. The way the game the way the game works is that it gives you I love also I love the cadence of the game, right? Mm. I can play it at my own pace. Yeah. And I love being able to do other stuff. So I listen to podcasts or browse the internet or I watch some videos or whatever while I'm sitting on my laptop playing a bit of jam. So you play it at your own pace. And I think because of that as well, you're constantly creating stories. You're building your own stories about these teams you have. And as the game goes on and you have fewer and fewer real players, because after a while the game regens new players for you, it's even easier for you to create these myths and stories around these fake players because yeah, they, yeah. you don't you don't know what they would be like in real life. And so each personality, well, so each player has a personality, and even though they're just a name and a bunch of statistics on a screen, and you start absolutely like rooting for yeah, these yeah. random numbers on a, on a database. That, it's that, incredible. That, that that is that is the most satisfying part for me anyway. When you when you pick up like a seventeen year old kid, yeah, and he's got a lot of potential, but you know he's a bit rough around the edges and you you know over the years you you know you train him and and he becomes this amazing player for you and he'll end up scoring all these important goals for you and and yeah. you know it, it it's incredibly satisfying it is I mean, it? It, so- it sounds ridiculous and it is ridiculous but it's also <laughs> it's also amazing at the same time yeah, yeah. I, I rarely do that. I usually get like young players on loan, so I never get them long enough to actually build them into a mm. star or anything. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I do, however, like develop real hatred of real players <laughs> based on my experiences in championship <laughs> managers. And you all know who I'm talking about You're here. You're talking about yeah. poor old Glenn Murray. I am talking poor about Glenn guy. Murray. I'm he, sure he's a lovely chap. He disrespected me in Football Come Manager on. 15, and I have not forgiven him for that. <laughs> He turned the entire dressing room against me, and it's very disappointing. Did, you, uh, did, he, did he get you the sack? Uh, he tried. I, I, I he, tried to sell him to Sai for like about 10 quid, and Sai didn't want him. It was on, after about, after about one week in the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, so Cham's been, been, been doing that for me again. Absolutely just yeah. just ridiculous but but brilliant in some yeah. very very strange way yeah. uh, so I've been so I've been loving that so while I haven't had the console set up I've been, no. I've been doing that and then I set everything up just the other day 
turn on the console, PSN uh, freebies again yeah. for this month, which I actually more and more appreciate because, first of all, there's no big games that seem to be exciting me that much anymore. No. And I never can, even if there are games out, I can never kind of decide what I want. Yeah. So the PSN thing's actually quite good because it just gives you a game and you're like, fuck it, I'll give it's, it a go. It's a good one this month. So I was trying uh, the David Cage uh, Chatterthon. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Beyond Two Souls? No, Detroit that's a different one. Detroit, Detroit Become Beyond Human. Two Souls yeah. was another one. Yeah, uh, yeah Detroit Become Human. I, I, I played the opening couple of uh, yeah, scenes. I'll be honest, I haven't played it yet. But, but Me neither. It, it, I quite it, like that type of thing. Well, I, I'll be honest, I, I, it wasn't that long ago, like literally a couple of months ago, I was, I was thinking about buying it. So there you I'm, go. I'm quite impressed that, yeah. that it's popped up. And uh, yeah, I'll, it, I mean, I'll certainly give it a bash. It looks great to begin with. They've done a beautiful job with the character models and everything else, and it, mm. it sounds pretty cool. It's got a good soundtrack, which you get for free as well. It's got a kind of like, you know, abstract, ethereal, ambient soundtrack thing going on. Mm. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's like all David Cage games, right? It's a kind of walk around and make decisions type of thing. And the opening scene, I'm, I'm an android detective, basically. Uh, and I don't think that's the theme of the game, but I think they're just throwing you in there to learn about it. Because They've ripped off Blade Runner is what you're telling me. A little bit, yeah, yeah, they have. Uh, yeah, but don't get too excited because Cyberpunk's coming out and that's going to rip off Blade Runner a lot. Yeah. Uh, which is no bad thing because Blade Runner's fucking brilliant. It is. Uh, so, but, but I think, knowing David Cage, that this is going to turn into some kind of weird emotional... Uh, human conflict type of thing because that's mm. what David Cage does. Now I assume that there's not going to be a scene in which my son ignores me because I've been a bad parent and I'm responsible for his brother's death. Yeah, that or where David, David, yeah, David. Where, where your child is abducted <laughs> from the park. I mean, the darkest hell. thing I've ever. Heavy played. Rain was a very, very dark. Game. But but really then was. ten minutes later, you're having to use your your. I realise I'm going to make the David Cage R stick thing yes. again, but <laughs> I'm going to talk about my L stick. Um, yes. You've got to do that to open a door handle for five minutes know, or something yeah. just after you've witnessed the... Um, on, uh, just on. like the quick. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but still, I, I'm going to give it a go because I think I want to know what it's all about. I'm, really. I'm going to give it a go at some point, but yeah. at the moment there's just too many games that I'm invested in for me to actually like spend the time doing it. So Yeah, it's fair enough. Mm. So the other big thing that's happened in recent times was E3. Now, in previous years, we've done full-on like E3 reviews and stuff, and yeah. I remember you and I did a great one last oh, yeah, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, I loved last year because it was massive. There were so yeah. many good games and yeah. stuff like that. Not so much this year. It was garbage, Very wasn't it? little really happened poor. this year. Uh, which is what, why we weren't inspired to really do a show because what, nothing happened. What about Keanu Reeves? Well, John, oh, come that, on. that was the one thing. That <laughs> was the best moment by that. far. And Sony, you know, totally like stole the show for no reason because it was fucking CD Projekt Red's game. Yes. It just happened to be on the Sony thing. But uh, it's no, not it like... Microsoft, Sony weren't there, were Oh, they? sorry, Microsoft, yeah. whoever it was. Yeah, they stole the thunder of that game mm. completely because it's you know CD Project Red not Microsoft doing that yeah. stuff but yeah Keanu came on stage everybody loved him but obviously that, that was the one like good thing in an ocean of mon well Mon-down not even, like, a lot of it was terrible oh, yeah, yeah 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 Ubisoft was just a load of uh, like well it it wasn't even showing game footage it was just like you know um, yeah. You know, dra- dramatic, dramatic like recreations of games and your pal from uh, your pal from Bethesda. 
old what's his name uh, no, Fallout uh, 76 apologist uh, yeah came I, up on stage and apologised for Fallout 76 <laughs> thank did. you very much yeah. but then said uh, we're going to throw loads more stuff at yeah. you for it but and no they had employed it. a bunch of shills to sit in the crowd and whoop really so everything oh, he they? said they were like woo yeah oh, and it was oh implying so bad that normally people wouldn't cheer Fallout 76 <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely implying I, that I don't I, I literally don't know a single person who's still playing that well I don't think many played it to begin with apart from that one guy who got all those bottle caps and then broke the game because yes. he had too many bottle caps yeah. fucking brilliant <laughs> I think it was like you know Jesus Christ you know shambles. the year 2000 where computers hadn't figured out how to get to the next digit I think <laughs> I think Bethesda were using that technology so um, but yeah it, it was a yeah, poor shambles. conference um, shambles so. all told uh, but yeah I mean Keanu in the zeitgeist very very much at the yeah. moment with quick, the John Wick release as well Keanu point uh, I, I he's s- a lovely man he's he is Keanu. a lovely man yeah. and um, I saw a few kind of mainstream media reports about Keanu being there uh, and a lot of them seemed to spin it as as like Keanu was somehow legitimizing gaming in some way and he actually came out he actually came out and said well I don't need to yeah why would he need to legitimize well, exactly. gaming so it, it was quite nice that he came out and yeah, said well nice. I don't I don't need to it's all already a you know yeah. a legitimate industry and and you know yeah. massively God, important like some asshole journo trying to cause trouble well, well exactly yeah um, I, I, mean, I saw the, I saw a couple of reports that were well along I think those that lines. tied in with the fact that there was a little bit of negative press around um around uh, cyberpunk after after the event and i i think they tried to tie keanu into it and he was having none of it so, oh, was it? Um, so cd project red um they have a history of their staff not being oh, exactly yeah. um yeah okay. should we say politically correct in their uh their yeah. outpourings and there were Two two points raised around the footage that was used and uh, some of the gameplay that people had seen, and one was that there was a lot of violence against women, um, which you know I haven't seen the footage, so I'm, I'm I'm not really prone to say. And another thing was around the use of a uh, a naked picture of a transgender person within the game as a poster, and and they were their response to that was actually. Like you know, we want it to be so that in this future, that is viewed as a beautiful person and the sort. Of Why thing. would that be an issue though? I don't uh, understand that. I, I think hist- historically, CD Projekt Red's approach to trans rights has not been as. Um, uh, but that's but you see, I have a problem with that because that's an inference on someone else's no, part indeed, about indeed, someone else's indeed. art, which they yeah, can't yeah, make. Yeah. No, mm. I agree. So, so I, I think that's, I, yeah. I don't really know about that one. If there is a lot of violence against women, I would hope that there's a lot of violence against men as well so yeah let's, yeah well i'm sure there yeah. will be it's a um, fucking yeah. video game about shooting um, people indeed so we'll, we'll see what comes of that but i think there was a bit that tried to tie into that so i think people are desperate to find that stuff as yeah, well i yeah. saw a brilliant thing with shane mcgowan where somebody came out and said i can't believe uh you know you have this song where she's talking about calling somebody a cheap dirty faggot or whatever mm. and he and he's like have you heard the song he's like the song is about bad people they start off in a fucking drunk tank. Yeah. You're, this is this, this 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 confusion with people where they think that just hearing or seeing something in the media mm-hmm. is somehow an approving of that thing. 
there is lots of great art that is out there that is parodying, you know, or making light of shitty things and depicting shitty characters, yeah. you know. And there's no if we if we only if we only depicted really nice things all the time, mm. what is anyone going to learn, or how are we ever going to be exposed to any kind of, you know, thing that makes that challenges people or makes them think? Yeah. It's so mm. fucking stupid. I, I would that say attitude. though, with the computer game approach to violence against women, they do need to be. Um, making sure that the context is right. That's a totally different issue, yeah, yeah. violence against women. No, no, indeed. I'm, I'm not, you know. But I think that if they're going, oh, look, you can beat your wife, that's not a good thing. <laughs> well, so, like, I'd uh, hope that wasn't like, the case. Well, you know, there was a lot of criticism of Red Dead Redemption yeah. when it first came out. And this is this is not some, some criticism that I agree with in terms of they were going, because people were able to go and beat up the, yes. the suffragettes. Yeah. Yes. And one person in particular was like going around actually torturing these these NPCs. Now, that's not the game's problem. Yeah, that's on the player. That is on that psychopath <laughs> yeah. with that the, controller in his the, hand. The game just gives you the freedom to do yeah. essentially and what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. But if that psychopath wants to go and do that, his parents need to have a look at themselves as well. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm separating these out. I don't really know where I stand on those. Once I play the game, I will have some views. Well, yeah, so, exactly. Um, we won't be playing until May of 2020 or something. No, but I'm looking forward to it. But, they they um, haven't released the date me yet. Too, have they? I think spring 2020. I, I just oh, really it? hope it's better. No, there was a release date because yeah. Keanu went, here's the release date. Yeah, that Martin. was the whole thing yeah, Keanu okay. was on there for. Right. I think, or was I think, it April? It's sometime yeah. in the spring of 2020. Yeah. It's on, far enough away for me not to care. On this gen yes. of consoles. That's what they said. Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. Yeah, well, it's not going to be out by next next year, is it? There's been some new console, console announcements. Yeah, uh, Microsoft announced care. a new big bastard console. Google announced their Google console. Google announced one, which apparently has already failed yeah, before yeah. it was released. No, no one wants it. <laughs> so that was a bit of a, um, a, bit of a mistake. Yeah, I think it was 75% of British gamers are not interested in it. <laughs> it's a bad sign, isn't it? That's a, a, yeah. um, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. But yeah, it's, it's, it's what it is. Um, right. Fucking hell, guys. We've chatted nonsense for 50 minutes. 50 minutes. So have we got 10 minutes to moan about something else? Or? Uh, no, I think oh, right, probably okay. people have had enough of our, of our nonsense. At this <laughs> That's point. good, because I think if we raise any more negatives around the computer I was, game yeah, industry, I think next time we we'll, might we'll, not actually have a pod anymore. No, so. we'll have a more positive outlet next time. Yeah. I don't think but, so. We haven't touched on Maud Howe or G2A yet. No, so. we'll just play more board games than we can oh, right, talk nice. about board yeah, games. Good time. Uh, so, yeah, so thank you very, very much indeed, uh, Matthew. For you're welcome, along, and yeah, Jono yeah. for making an appearance on the yeah, pod. thanks, John. No worries. Uh, you're you're welcome back anytime. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to make the point that it was very nice for me to talk about, uh, you know, Bloodstained, and side to talk about FIFA and. Uh, you know, uh, Champo yeah. without Andy going a bit like <laughs> mental. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he'll be going mental when he listens to it. So <laughs> he will enjoy that. Well, he won't be listening because he'll be too busy recording another podcast that he's competing with us about. So. Well, there you go. So catch that. Catch the tin of ginger biscuits. Uh, catch if you're interested in football uh, on the Worldy podcast. Uh, you can also find us on idiot underscore gamer on Twitter. Find us on Instagram, idiot gamer. Uh, and on Podbean and Stitcher and all these other places where you can download the podcast. And with that, I'll see you next time, Matthew. Bye. I'll see you next time, Jono. See ya. We'll see you next time on the Idiot Gamer Podcast.